to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. I a couple beefers with them. This is the beefers. It's the 2021 beefers, that and nothing else. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. <laughs> so stupid. So fucking stupid. I love it. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band for Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. George Beefert. That's and great, sitting too. right across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, Jason? <laughs> this is going to be silly on a whole nother level, different from last week's level. So on that lovely note, Please bow your heads and I'll read from the latest edition of the Band for Ringside podcast, volume 239, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It is all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trinity of BFR. I was telling Bill when he got here, it was a nice little trip down memory lane, getting ready for the Beefer Awards. Obviously, once again, nobody knows who we picked, but we're going to find out who we're dishing out those Beefers to this week. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have Two Beer Zach Pullman. What's going on, Two Beer Zach? BFR West in the house. I am very excited for the very prestigious FIFA Awards. It's my favorite show of the year. Easily. Um, these things are even more prestigious than the Queefers, <laughs> uh, which are the Pornography 2021 He's right. Awards that I hand out, um, but uh, yeah, you guys are in for a real treat, because not only do we get to expound about our opinions as per usual, but we also get to lord it over about why we're smarter than everybody else that does shows like this. Yes, so. Daddy. Also more prestigious than the Kiefer's. <laughs> <laughs> Which is when everybody gets together and talks about their favorite 24 slash designated survivor episodes. We are coming at you from beautiful South City, St. Louis. And it's Jason's. so nice and warm. <laughs> I mean, it's warm in here. We're in Jason's uh, beautiful South City apartment down there off South Gravoy. Um, you, I, you know, I've taken two COVID tests in the last two days. Shut up. Are you serious right now? Both of them were negative. Good so Lord. So I'm just regular sick. Okay. That's which, good. You guys actually have COVID tests? They're like, they're like out around I here. don't know it's where awesome. Aaron got them from. I don't know what she did for them. Zach, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> right. No, I know exactly. She, I'm more she, scared of her than I am of you. <laughs> right. Fuck, you should dude. be. Yeah, you really should be. I'm a teddy bear, man. Um, we'll talk it out, man. Let's go get a shot. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I feel good. My throat's a little sore, so you might hear me getting a little hoarse at the end of the day. I haven't been on the phones at work lately, which has saved my voice because I specifically want to save them for the beefers. You know what, guys? This is the beefers. That's right. This is the beefers. I wonder if the guy that we got that drop from has any idea how much joy no, this drop. Entertainment. Just pure entertainment. This drop. This is the Bayford. 
I actually watched us. the video just because I like this man's voice so much. It gives me that much joy. It's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, so without further ado, I'm, we're gonna I'm I'm gonna kind of kick around random. Yeah, but, I'm ready. Uh, Shit, I got it all written out. I'm so ready to go. guys, this is the Beefers, and uh, here we go. This is the Beefer. Okay, so first Beefer, and I think we always start with this. I didn't listen to last year's episode like you guys did, but I think the first one we always start with is mark out moment of the year. Is that true? I think we did start with, no, actually I wrote it as we went along. It was men's uh, wrestler. No, take that back. It was mark out moment of the year. You're right. Let's start with mark out moment of the year. Jason, go ahead and give me your mark out moment of the year. I'm not going to take the one that I think everybody is going to take. I'm going to go outside the box on this one. I'm going to go Kota Ibushi losing the first G1 match against uh, Yudro Takahashi uh, is my mark out moment of the year, especially in a scenario where you had Ibushi coming up and getting ready to possibly make history. This is not the match he's supposed to lose. And then all of a sudden he loses the shit. So I'm going with Ibushi losing the uh, you drew as mark out moment. But you year. marked out for that? Fucking A, right? I did. I mean, you don't get that shit. That was supposed to be carry over at best. Uh, Zach, your mark out moment of the year. Uh, I will. Um Actually, you, you go next, and so you don't have a. I know down, what you're so going to say. You, your your answer should be the one that I should have said anyway. But I, I expect was, uh, you to say it. I was in a special place in my life. Uh, my child had just been born, and uh, wrestling was uh, about to change. And I I I stand by it that wrestling changed this night. It was late August. I'm going to say it was August 21st or 20th. My daughter was born the 17th. It was the 21st, and it was CM Punk's uh, entrance into AEW when after seven long years of CM Punk chants at every single wrestling venue, every single wrestling TV taping, at least, CM Punk's name got chanted. When CM Punk came out and cut that first promo, and I was holding my newborn baby daughter, and... uh, I dropped her because I was so excited <laughs> about CM Punk being there. And I started bouncing around the room and I accidentally hit the emergency button and a couple nurses came in and my daughter was just laying on the floor. Right. And I was like, yeah, but guys, CM Punk's back. Punk's back. <laughs> that was the biggest. I, and admittedly, I was on cloud nine. You know, I was very, very, I was in a very uh, blissful, happy place uh, with my new child. But that is my mark out moment of the year. And and to me, that's one of the biggest moments uh, in, if not wrestling history, like at least in the last five years of wrestling. Uh, Zach, what do you have as your markout moment of the year? And then the nurses just both said in unison, it's clobbering time. Laying <laughs> <laughs> laying on the floor. Right. Yeah. Screaming her little head off. And the maid just taking GTSs all over the place. Aaron's <laughs> <laughs> waking up. What uh, the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I will um, go with uh, essentially the – I've got a combined two that are very similar, which are also AEW rivals on the same night, and that is uh, the end of AEW All Out, where we got Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, baby, uh, 
declaring themselves all elite. I was freaking out. I couldn't sit still. I was standing up in my living room, you know, I'm watching the show. I had ordered the pay-per-view. I went and got special beers for it and stuff. I was like really like celebrating this thing. And I was into it. It was maybe one of the, one of the best wrestling pay-per-views I've ever seen in my life. And then it ends with shit like that. And, uh, man, just another kind of not as monumental because there wasn't that seven years difference. Uh, CM Punk is certainly not as good of a technical wrestler as Brian Danielson, but uh, arguably more impactful as a character and a performer than Danielson is. Um, so, but still just super cool, man. Uh, what a night I was, that's like why we watch this shit. Cause there's always those little, you know, fun little things that kind of, we can get excited about like Jason's example, where it's like very specific and nothing else kind of gets you that feeling. Uh, but whenever that you're just like, shit is fucking electric and you are so hyped. Um, yeah, that's, that's why we do it. So we all named ours and then, sorry, Zach, I know we talked about this beforehand. What did you say that we were going to do going forward? Oh, if we had any runners up, we just let everybody go one. Honorable mentions. Any runners up. Oh, Honorable mentions any runners up like for that. you guys? Roman double pin on uh, Daniel Bryan. I had that too. I had that too. That was in that's, my that I thought was in that's my, the one you were going to say. That so was that's in my the top one, three. Okay, that's the one I thought you were going to say. It almost... I mean, for shits and giggles, it that almost was the mark out moment where we were together. together and you could visibly see that. So, I mean, I almost want to change the pick outside of that. Uh, I got punk's return. Moose's Moose's cash in is the other one that I, I thought it was really good because you had a feel good moment with Josh Alexander in the ring, finally winning the, uh, the impact title. And then here comes Moose cashing in with family and his son in the ring still. He's like, you know, fuck all that. I'm going to cash this Joker in. So if I had to change it, it's the Roman double pin because obviously Bill and I were there and I thought that's the one you were going to say, but I'll, I'll stick to what I've got. We both marked out for that though. Oh, for sure. In no the same room. Yeah. yeah. And we were the only two marking out for it in the same room too. Uh, any, uh, any other honorable mentions? Zach? Uh, you guys mentioned everything I had written down. So, I will say that I did uh, a few weeks ago, uh, which was when Sting jumped off the top rope to the floor with the crossbody. Um, that shit popped me. Um, yeah, almost as much as uh, Anna Jay <laughs> wrapping me. barbed wire around her arm. And, uh, okay, that's out. better. Okay, I would, yeah. I would go with that. I'll meet you halfway on that. I'm not giving you Sting because I'm sure Sting's getting ready to come up for you here in a little bit. But I'll give you Bunny wrapped uh, barbed barb wire around her arm and choking out uh, or getting choked out. All right, let's see with some big ones here then. Let's go with the uh, the only beefer that has a name. <laughs> it's the Roman Reigns beefer. Oh, sorry. Hold on a second. Got a couple beefers with him. Uh the Roman Reigns beefer <laughs> promo of the year. Uh, Jason, I want to hear you go first. You know, <laughs> I hate to break tradition, <laughs> so I'm going to stick to it. 
I'm going with Roman Reigns, the missionary promo promo leading into the, I believe it was SummerSlam against John Cena. John Cena had returned and Roman Reigns had basically said, you know, he was looking for a new John Cena, but it's the same John Cena. It's the same hat. It's the same promo. It's the same, you know, shirt, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like missionary over and over and over again. I'll stick with that. Jay White is probably the one I want to pick, but I'll stick with Roman Reigns. As long as he's going to put his name on the fucking beef, we might as well have him be represented as such. So Roman Reigns' missionary position is my promo of the year. This is such a trolled name for a beefer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Roman Reigns has actually gotten so good at promos that it, it's this actually... Was, no, this we were was ahead of the curve. All him. We were ahead of the curve. Uh, Zach, you're... Uh, promo of the year. Jason's breaking the rules and stealing my thunder. It's Jay White. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 15, night two, loses to Ibushi. One of the greatest matches of the year, um, which we can talk about later. But uh, 100% just completely deconstructs and almost goes through, like, all seven stages of grief in one promo. <laughs> Like, the first, like, couple minutes of the promo, he doesn't even pick up the microphone. The microphone's laying on a table, and he just puts his head down near it. Uh, and, and, like, he'll pick it up, and then he'll drop it. And he'll pick it up, and he'll drop it. And just anger and uh, fear and, you know, uh, just sadness uh, and despair. And he eventually just falls off of his fucking chair. Uh, <laughs> It was spectacular perfection. Yes. It was, uh, I mean, it is like my a number one, uh, I got other shit written down, but it's a number one. Other stuff was good. Uh, but this was a true performance and thinking back on it really makes me miss seeing Jay white. Hey, man. Kind of, that kind of level. I mean, hey, hopefully he'll be back for the G one. Hopefully he'll be back before that, but I, I suppose he's getting his green card. So that might be a, a deal from what I understand. Uh, the dude is living his best life, uh, in the U S of a, okay. and yeah, okay. so That's good for him. Um, I, I guess I'll take the chalk. This is the, this is the one that, uh, everybody was freaking out about when it happened after it happened and we're still feeling the reverberations now even in 2022 uh but i'm gonna take the first verbal altercation between punk and mjf uh this is where uh mjf got in some great digs and punk called him what do you call him walmart miz or something he and and mjf coined the term pg PG punk Uh, one of the spectacular, uh, I think this is probably the first time that we've had a promo of the year that was two guys at once. Uh, maybe, maybe it's happened before. I, I, is this our fourth beaver? I believe so. So, yeah. uh, but I will take punk and MJF. I have a feeling that MJF will be, uh, around for a long time for the Roman Reigns. <laughs> promo of the year. <laughs> I have to do like uh, you know, like Wrestling Observer has the Rick uh, the Luthes slash Rick Flair wrestler of the year. Okay, uh, there so you go. Have to do the Roman Reigns slash MJF. 
Hang on, man. That's going to say MJF's got to have a couple more good more promos. I mean, we can't just start putting slashes on our uh, beef rewards. We don't absolutely have to. Okay. Uh, any <laughs> yeah, like, any honorable any album honorable mentions you guys want to say? Uh, Moose's victory lap after he won. Uh, he basically kind of calls not even calls out, but mentions different promotions, different world champions. Becky Lynch, um, Roman Reigns. I think it was somebody else too. It was it was good to see Moose get his victory lap in. The other key part of that was the end bomb was dropped during his victory lap promo, which kind of always makes me remember that you know there are those people out there. So it really triggered somebody that really didn't like Moose. So yeah, I'm mention for me is Moose for sure. Like Stevie Ray in the crowd. He's like, "We're coming to get you." <laughs> 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 um, my uh, honorable mention almost made it uh, to uh, my number one spot. I was kind of vacillating in between these two, but um, Adam Page Cowboy shit. Uh, if you guys want to look at it, it's uh, October sixteenth. It's before his match with Kenny Omega. It's on the road to full gear. Um, I would call this. Hard times for uh, anxious millennials. It was just a a, a masterpiece in showing both like vulnerability and strength um, and like sticking to your convictions and just really well delivered. And I don't know if the nerves were real or if they were just like, you know, it was fortuitous that he was nervous and it added to the promo or if he just really is that good at delivery. But, uh, you know, just coming full circle, talking about all the trials and tribulations that he had experienced over, uh, you know, his time in AEW and leaving uh, at the peak of his run uh, at that time uh, to go have, you know, a baby. He's like, a beautiful baby boy is like, that is cowboy shit. And I was just like, ah, oh, just like the subtle cowboy shit instead of like the over-exaggerated cowboy shit uh, was just the icing on the cake. So I loved this. Love Adam Page. Um, this, this is an all-timer for me, uh, for sure. I'd like to shout out a friend of the show and a family member of mine, brother-in-law Steve, who always talks about how badass it was when Adam Cole was talking shit to Karrion Cross and said to him, you have a lot of special shit. You have a special entrance. You have special clothes. You have Scarlet. You know what? You know what they do special for me? They ring the they ring the goddamn bell, <laughs> which oh, is one of the hardest things you can say to somebody in, the, in, in pro wrestling. Brutal. In the face. I don't think he's recovered yet. No, yeah, I mean, if, I, but Steve talks about it all the time, and I have to admit, I agree with him. That is a badass thing to say and a great promo. Adam Cole had a bunch of good promos this year. Daniel Bryan uh, had a bunch of great promos. Uh, we're going to be getting some Daniel Bryan later, I promise. Uh, anything else we're forgetting, or we can move on? No, we can move on. I was going to say, I think we got I will say we don't have to elaborate, but the other one that I written down was um, the Punk and Kingston. Uh, yeah, yeah, interaction. Yeah, spectacular. Which That's got how- overshadowed by Punk and JF, but it was similar. 
different subject matter, but similar in the sense you're just like, oh, I can't wait to hear these guys talk at each other. Right. Um, okay, we're going to move ahead now. We're going to go to Tag Team of the Year. Not Tag Team Match of the Year, but Tag Team of the Year. And I will go first and... <laughs> this is why I'm glad I got like three or four options because one of them already gone. Yeah, I mean I'm going I'm going Lucha Brothers. Uh I'll go I'll go with Lucha Brothers because I know that there are gonna be others that are chosen. Um but Lucha Brothers are my favorite. That's what you did last year. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. At least I'm consistent, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's not going to be any from WWE. It's not going to be anybody. uh, Although I, well, you know what? I'm not going to do what Jason did and steal anybody else's thunder. I'm just going to go Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers fucking rule. I I recently rewatched that injury from Phoenix, and it does look like a dislocated elbow as opposed to an arm break which is not the way that looked when i initially watched it and it makes it a little bit easier to watch so god got yeah it does to me godspeed phoenix i hope you're back soon i'm gonna go lucha brothers uh zach i will uh i'll pick up the slack and i will also be consistent and uh 100 for me it's the young bucks yeah, I had that filled out before I even got here. I was like, okay, Zach's got young bucks. It's so funny because I was listening to last year. Last year, I was like, and it's the same reason. It's like day in, day out, they're going to give you like nothing short of probably a four and a half star match, like every single time. And when I look at the tag team matches of the year, they're in literally every one of them I wrote down, and I wrote down fucking four. Like, I mean, it is so over the top. They are tag team of the year until they decide to hang it up. Um, I, I, or we're, I mean, we're not naming this the Young Bucks uh, Award of the Year. We're not going to do that. I'm just going to you know that. Right nah, you now. don't have to. It's already implied. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Okay. Um, Bill went off grid. I didn't expect that. But like you said, that was his pick last year. That was your pick last year. Shit. Uh, I guess I'm going to go off grid like I did last year. Um, I'm going to go with the Briscoes, uh, especially in the scenario where ROH has kind of closed its doors a little bit at least for the foreseeable future, I did see that uh, they are going to do a, a super card of, of honor. I think it's April 1st or it's the week of uh, WrestleMania. It sounds right, but either neither here nor there. Um, just won back their always championships. Just won the GCW championships. The Briscoe brothers are basically the cornerstone of ROH, and they banged out some really good matches coming down the stretch just before the doors closed. So I'll go off the grid like I did last year. I'll take the Briscoe brothers as tag team of the year. Who'd you take last year? The North. Who? Man, I don't remember who the North is. Josh Alexander and Ethan Page. Say that area, like. When he said who, I was like, who is the North? <laughs> <laughs> Josh, who do you think I was going to take? 
The um, North. The North. No, yeah. I, was, I expected somebody to. T- <laughs> yeah, you got me. Uh, I expected somebody to take the box. I just thought you would do it first. You just took. You went with your child. I was going to leave that to our friend Two Beer Zach Pullman because I know that Two Beer thinks that they're the best tag team of all time. It's still left to be oh, seen whether they are. Uh, I was looking at it. I actually, real quick, looking at it. I'm looking at it now. I actually wrote down five tag team matches of the year, and they're in all of them. It wasn't just five. Well, I was uh, expecting so. some FTR, maybe. Um, I also thought about taking the Dangerous Techers because they had a they were the tag team champs for the entire year. They just lost it. I now. was, the, and that's the other team that I was I had on my list. Is the team that they lost it to was Yoshihashi and Goto. Uh, look, I don't even like these that was jokers this year, though. Oh no! It was that. It was last year. That was no Wrestle Kingdom when they won. No, 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 no. They they won the uh, best of um, not best of, but uh, uh, World Tag League. Yeah. Ultimately, they win this. They had a run with uh, was it Ishi with the uh, the six man titles. By default, I don't. I can't do it a six man. I wanted to do a six man, but I figured this was the best way to have New Japan represented. Plus, it kind of made more sense. Well, hell, let's ju- let's just stay on tag team. Let's go to the tag team match of the year. Uh, Jason, I'll let you go first. Well, I know what he's going to take. <laughs> I mean, it, it should be what everybody takes. I know, but I mean, okay. What everybody is probably in agreement with is Bucks Lucha Brothers, correct? Yes. Okay. In the yeah, cage. That's what I have as my okay. One, yeah. That's everybody's in the, in number cage, one. Right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, from that point, I was like, okay, I'll, you know what? I'll take that one, so everybody else can expound on theirs. Okay. Tuber, do you want to go next? Yeah, you can go next. No, no, I mean, go you're, no you're the box guy. Go ahead and go. Uh, so yeah, I will not. Uh, I already kind of spoiled and said that they all have the young bucks. Now I'm trying to decide what I think was the best one. Young um, Bucks versus Natty and Tamina. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look, that WrestleMania crowd was hot from Natty and Tamina that night, man. I, I think they could have done some things. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he shot me in the ass, Jake. <laughs> Two of them that I put were six names. Is that allowed, or are we just doing strict tag teams? Like two, uh, two, no, two six, six mans are allowed. Six mans are allowed. They're tag. Right. They're tag matches. So, um, in that case, I will go with uh, full gear super click versus Christian Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in the street fight. Um, that was the most fun for me. Not a, I mean, there was a ton of like really great like athleticism and shit. Not a technical masterpiece, uh, but as far as just like marking out for spots and just these guys just really showing everybody like what they can do. Um, that was for me uh, also part of just a fantastic pay-per-view in general. Um, so that kind of, I feel like heightens the experience a little bit uh, when it's like bookended and surrounded by uh, other great wrestling. But um, yeah, this thing ruled. It was like kind of the first time we got to see um, Adam Cole with the Bucks in a very long time, and like uh, especially in a high-profile match like that, and dude, Christian uh, 
just gives zero fucks about yep. him being older than everybody else. He's just like, I'm doing what you guys are doing. So. <laughs> insane. It was an insane match. Speaking about people doing shit that they're too old for, just a real quick aside. That rampage match between Sammy Guevara and Dustin Rhodes, where Dustin Rhodes gave him the <laughs> Canadian's destroyer off the apron through the table was an insane spot too. That's an insane <laughs> spot. I'm and like, please Dustin God, make it, please God, make 50s. it, please God, make it. <laughs> All right. Sorry. That was just, a, I just watched it. It was, I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, it doesn't seem on, like, I didn't hear up. anybody talking about it. Uh, Jason, your tag team match of the year. Uh, Zach left a few on the table for you. A little bit, um, but I, it's nothing that I would expect him to say at this point because, like I said, the, the two that I have left are probably two that he wouldn't be he wouldn't have on his radar. Um, I'm going to stick with what I, my initial knee-jerk reaction was. I'm going OGK versus the Briscoes as tag team match of the year for the ROH championships. This is where... Ooh, excuse me. Uh, I believe it was Death Before Dishonor was the actual card. The Briscoes getting it back. If the Briscoes are going to be my tag team of the year, then they should be at least tag team match of the year. OGK coming back, especially where you have Mike Bennett coming back to reunite himself with one Matt Taven. They were old school. Briscoes were old school. So you kind of had that old school feel going into the last few days of. ROH before we really even knew it. I'll stick with OGK versus Briscoes for tag team match of the year. All right. Uh, I mean, what are the honorable mentions? There's tons. There's uh, Young Bucks versus our, sorry, Lucha Brothers versus FTR, which was a crazy fucking five-star match. What else am I missing? That was on Rampage, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bucks versus Pack and Phoenix on Dynamite, which might fly under the radar because it wasn't pay-per-view, but uh, when Pac was filling in for Penta there, and yeah, I kind of remember they that. just laid it all out. It was like uh, April, I think it was. Like, um, And then the other ones I had for, the, were the Bucks, Kingston and Moxley, Double or Nothing, which was just fucking awesome because it was just so different. Like, It wasn't your typical Young Bucks match. That was probably um, my runner-up. No, I like, so, so beautiful. No, yes. it's it, it, so like you said, it wasn't your typical box match, and I, I can totally see that. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. And the else? other, uh, the other one I had was the Super Elite. So it was the Bucks, Kenny, and Adam Cole versus Brian Danielson, Christian Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus on the anniversary show of Dynamite. Um, that was fucking awesome too. So. Anything else, Jason? Uh, Good Brothers, Finn Juice, and ELP, and Hickleway, who I believe that was the Brown for Glory uh, pay-per-view six-man, or not six-man, but triple threat for the uh, Impact Tag Team titles. Um, that's my off-the-radar pick. Outside of that... That was a, that was a good match. It, no, it, it kind of... Especially with Hikaweyu in this match, that was my biggest concern. Outside of that, you had five other guys that, that know how to go. Um, Uso's New Day uh, right before the turn of the 2022 calendar. I believe it was uh, Christmas night. It sounds right. Um, you can throw you that really in there just for WWE. Yeah. <laughs> it was very recently before we turned to 2022. Outside of that, I mean, I think we nailed pretty much, especially with the Bucks being everywhere. I think we nailed 
everything that I could possibly think of off the top of my head. All right. We're, we're going to bounce around. Now let's go to some negative stuff, okay? Let's go to the most, <laughs> the most overrated wrestler of the year. Zach, I'm going to let you go first. This is hard because it's very mean. <laughs> Shit ain't that hard. <laughs> uh, don't take my pick, bitch. Jason's mean, though. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, mine wasn't as obvious. I'm now, that, now that Jason says that, I'm now there's like, there's, there's some different ways you can go with this, though. Like you can go. Is it the? Are they the most overrated? Because. They should be on TV, or they're on too much TV. Too weird. Just you know, you know. Just don't worry about me. You, you know, I got several picks. I'll just be upset if you take my first pick. Right on. All right. So uh, for me, I just thought of kind of the way I think of it is overrated as far as people tend to largely agree that this person's a good wrestler. At least it seems like they get more praise than I believe that they should. And also, uh, at the same time, they usually have like a position in a company that seems um, not like they should, right? Um, so for me, my most overrated was Carrion uh, Cross. Uh, never clicked for me. Mm. He had a massive push in NXT, and I mean, aside from the WWE main roster, they did him dirty. Uh, they did him real dirty. It wasn't good. <laughs> okay, so you're going to be on the Titanic and it's getting ready to sink in the next five minutes. I need you to hold this anchor while it's going down. You can't let it go. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, and also, it makes it easier for me to pick him because I'm not hurting his feelings at all because he's going to fuck Scarlet tonight and uh, I am maybe going to die of a heart attack. So. Dude, you, you can't be worse. Man, you ain't shit, dog. You can't be worse than no hateful shit like that on that man. No, I, said, heart attack. I said he's gonna I said he's gonna fuck Scarlet and I'm gonna maybe die of a heart, heart attack. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, I missed the die like, part. Not, I would never wish that. We passing out beefers, making jokes. We ain't trying to kill nobody up in this motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, overweight dude who drinks too much talking about pro wrestling. Kyrian <laughs> <laughs> Cross dies. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'll go next. This is, you know, this is probably obvious. And this does not mean that I think this person is a bad wrestler. This doesn't mean that I don't think that they should be on TV. It just means that I think, okay, Jason's telling me to move along. No, I'm fucking with you. It's Darby Allen. It's Darby (laughs) Allen. It's Darby (laughs) Allen. I'm fucking with you. I think that Darby Allen is a, he's a, he's a, three-star talent who gets treated like a five-star talent. That's what I think about Darby Allen. And, this is uh, the second year in a row for you, too. Oh, is that what I had last year? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I come at me, dude. I'll just hold your head as your <laughs> as your little legs just scramble in the background like it's a fucking Looney Tunes, <laughs> like it's a Looney Tunes cartoon. Come at me, bro. Uh, no, I head. love you, Darby Allen. I, I I hope you do well, and I wish you the best. I just want you to get some chops on the uh, on the mic, and maybe. Well, that's it, Darby Allen. <laughs> 
I got a new one cooking though for next year. Trust me, I got a new one. I got a new one cooking. He wrestles in AEW, and I, I like him a lot. But he makes shit a little bit too obvious after I've watched him the last couple of weeks. I got a new one cooking. New, new, yeah, hate. okay. New hater. Remember, check mark this spot right here. This is gonna be Darby Allen. I'll tell you what, though, this guy is so much better than Darby Allen in the ring. This is gonna be Darby Allen three peat next year. I'm calling it right now. That's too goddamn funny. Um, I'm going to piggyback off of your can't do, doesn't have good uh, chops on the mic. Okay, this person is someone that fans have been kind of clamoring for her to be champion as of late, and she's gotten her chances. She's been booked not to win, but fans still for whatever reason love them some Liv Morgan and I just can't get it from the teardrop makeup from her eyes to the not so great promos to the okay matches with Becky but it's Becky Lynch I expect Becky to kind of make Liv look good I need to see a little bit more before I'm going to anoint her as a future world champion. If she's in the triple threat match with Dewdrop, a.k.a. Piper Niven, and Bianca Belair, it's kind of hard to look at Liv Morgan and say, hey, Liv Morgan's going to win this match somehow, some way. You can take Piper away from this and put her against Bianca Belair. Can you feasibly look at... Liv Morgan and say that she's going to beat Bianca Belair? I can't. Liv Morgan, most overrated of the year. All right. Do we have any other runners up? Uh, I had another example of a guy who was doing much better in his life than me. Um, another with a, another amazingly hot wife. Uh, but I feel like uh, for me, this should be called the Miz Award uh, because. He did win the title this year, making him a two-time Grand Slam champion, which is the first person and only person to ever have done that. And, um, I mean, he seems like a salt-of-the-earth dude. I'd love to hang out with him. He obviously knows what he's doing. He's good on the mic. But uh, this, like, whole, um, you know, uh, him being a good wrestler thing is a meme. He's just not. He's just not a good wrestler. Did you turn the metronome on? Oh, I did accidentally. Sorry. I wonder how long that's been going. It hasn't been going long, I don't think. Okay. Um, see, we all have different definitions of what overrated means. I don't believe that The Miz is overrated at all. I think that The Miz is a WWE wrestler who wrestles WWE shit He's and a takes product place of the in WWE stuff. Yeah. Like... I don't think that Miz could exist in any, any other, other promotion. Place. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, I think he'd be lost in the sauce for sure. Uh, do you have any other? I think that Lucha, Lucha, Luchasaurus is overrated. That's crazy. I was getting ready to write him down, but I wrote Dark Order instead. But either or. I don't think that, in fact, I would say that, well, we'll get to underrated here in a second. What the There are fuck? certain members. Uh, John Silver. Okay, I'll just give it away. John Silver is probably underrated. John Silver is a spectacular talent. And that guy that... Dude, he took my pick from last year. Um, But I, I think that Luchasaurus is kind of overrated. I've always hated the gimmick. 
I mean, you can go back to when AEW started. I've always been anti the Luchasaurus gimmick with no the question. colored tongue. No, no, you're on record. I will vouch for you for that. I mean, he's fine, you know, if he's not breaking Phoenix's arm. Oh, 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 you ain't shit. Just, just uh, any other? Any other? No, I was getting ready to say overrated. I, I think we. You know, Dark Order was mine. And outside of that, if you guys don't have anything else, we can uh, move to underrated, I guess, since we're just going to easily transition on over. Are, are you sticking with John Silver as your underrated pick? No, he would have been one of my... Okay. Yes. I, I think I'm going to stick with the same one that I picked last year. And like I said, I didn't listen to it. But I feel like this is the guy that I said last year. And does underrated mean underused or that nobody talks about them? I don't know. What do you, what do you consider as underrated? I think that Chad Gable has mucho, mucho, mucho talent and gets used almost zero. Now, there's a lot of guys like that. Did I pick Chad Gable last year? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> God damn this it. is great. <laughs> God damn it. Let me smoke a cigarette. <laughs> okay, man. So we can't be just, you know, starting to put, you know, the Chad Gable, most underrated, the young. I, re- I really didn't listen to it, though. Yeah, I swear no, to God. I know you have. I swear to God. What, that's what the great part about it is, is that you haven't listened to it. I listened to it last night just so I can be like, okay, let's get the categories down. And then from that point, I listened, you know, kind of giggled, you know, smoke some cigarettes, you know, got a little blaze on it and, and, you know, finished it out. You said Chad Gable and I was like, last, right, I, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I'll give you a, up to this point, he hasn't really done anything. They He's just now, won the belts the other night. Right. Yeah. Who do you have? It's some, because uh, I have another one. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, but I saw him on Ring of Honor, I guess it was like three weeks ago. It's God Matt. damn, Jason's really keeping his Wrestling hipster bona fides here, good, isn't he? Good, yeah, Jesus good. Christ. Matt uh, <laughs> Mikowski, M-A-K-O-S-K-I. M- I'm sorry, M-A-K-O-W-S-K-I. I think it's pronounced Mikowski, but either way, he had a um, top prospect match on ROH uh, television. I guess it was like three weeks ago. Um Josh Woods and Dak Draper was the main event on that, but they snuck that Joker in with some obnoxious manager as uh, his guy in charge. So it kind of took away from it a little bit because I was so focused on him, but he's actually really fucking good in the ring. He has a nice little off the top rope, like uh, cross arm breaker. If you get a chance, check it out. This is the guy that is probably nobody really knows about, and that's why with the few two clips I saw was the two clips all I need to see. I'm sorry I'm pronouncing his name wrong, but I'm going with Matt Mikowski. So you're naming as, your most underrated wrestler of the year, a guy that you've seen two clips for? That's all I need to see. I'm telling you right now. Jesus Christ. I'm telling you right uh, now. Two, two beers, Zach Pullman. What you got? I love your reaction to that. I don't, I don't even know what to write down. Uh, the guy that Jason can't pronounce. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I think, you two, this Joker, was... man. I'm telling you, this dude is legit. He's, all he needs is a chance. Okay. Uh, Zach, who you got? I'm pretty sure I saw him voiced by Billy Crystal in Monsters, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, two beer. You ain't got to be a pilot on this shit. <laughs> He's I'm hitting up. Uh, just messing with you. 
Uh, I'm joking. I know, joking. they could. Anyway, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll stick in the similar vein with what I did last year, which is kind of look at um, a underrated division and find someone in that division. And um, for me, when I was thinking of underrated talent, of course, we all think of Cesaro, Chad Gable. We joked last year that should be the name of the award. <laughs> but, Jesus. Uh, really? Yes. Yeah. Damn. I've had a long and, year, uh, <laughs> I know, yeah. It, it'll just be that forever until they retire. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so for me, uh, my pick last year was Tay Conti, and she's really kind of shown um, some real development over this year and really kind of become, you know, something uh, on television. And for me, uh, this woman was out for injury a good amount of the year. Um, and I think she would be in a better place than she is. But I also don't really hear a whole lot of buzz about her. Uh, but she came back from injury looking better than ever. And I think she's got um, good things uh, ahead. And that's uh, Chris Statlander, um, especially if she tones down on the, the alien gimmick a little bit um, as far as the, um, you know, it's fun and it's quirky, but. Uh, maybe don't actually pretend like you're an alien. Um, kind of takes me out of it. She had a fun mean? segment last yeah. night uh, with Britt Baker. She had a fun standoff with Adam Cole. Um, Interesting to see where that goes. Uh, any other yeah. honorable mention? My honorable mention, uh, who I probably would have named if I realized that I named Chad Gable last year. <laughs> not, that, not that anybody cares except for the three people that are on this right now. But... Um, I probably would have said Leo Rush because Leo Rush is an incredible talent on the mic and in that ring, and he should be used more as either A, a manager, B, a wrestler, or C, a combination of the two, the Pete Rose, the uh, the, the player coach. Right, coach, yeah. Um, interesting you you brought up Lingo, Leo Rush. Um Jay Lethal making the the save last night was a spot where I expect Leo Rush to be. Well, Leo Rush has some problems with TK. Interesting. Uh, any other underrated people that you'd like to mention? Um, Malcolm Bivens. They, they, they seem to have hashed it out. Leo put out a statement like shortly after. Basically, um, okay. he was like, I probably shouldn't have just picked up a phone. Okay. Two beer, I, I love you, but... If you were just going to keep just a storyline integrity, what does Jay Lethal have to do with anything that's happened up to this point? Well, that's not what he's saying. Oh, I, I, he was talking about Leo Rush. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Leo Rush should have been the guy that came down in the Jay Lethal spot last night. Maybe he had to babysit. Who the fuck knows? Okay. Were you going to say Jay Lethal was your underrated? No, not at all. I'm just saying if... Just quick sidebar for 30 seconds. Okay, so... Nice to see Jay Lethal on TV. Number one. But number two, just along storylines. Jay Lethal has had nothing to do with this powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Leo Rush, Dante Martin scenario up until right now. Leo Rush should have been the one to come down and make the save. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Am I, am I, am I wrong? Am I just... No, no. Okay. No, yes. you're not wrong. Do you have any... We're t- 
talking about the beefers now. I know. Do you have any other underrated Malcolm people? Malcolm Bivens is what who I said was my most underrated because in a scenario where WWE does not use managers at all, I think he could be a great Paul Heyman kind of guy that can move someone that can't speak well, but you have high hopes for. Bivens from is point incredible. Bivens is incredible. Yeah, but they no would, doubt. They'll never Love use him, him as manager. And material. speaking of Bivens, this is what I was thinking about with Chad Gable just the other night when I was watching uh, Roderick Strong or a couple weeks ago. I was like, man, if they would just give Chad Gable the amount of TV time that they gave Roderick Strong, even if it was on NXT, that would be enough for me. I wouldn't think that Chad Gable is being underused because I don't think that Roderick Strong is underused. Chad Gable is as good as Roderick Strong. In the ring, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think part of that is, you know, it was they had six. If I saw this correct, we Alpha Academy had six losses coming up until they have the two wins, including the title win. So, I mean, in that scenario, it's if you see the same thing over and over again, by the seventh time, you're like, eh. It's the Alpha Academy. You know what's getting ready to happen, and then you start not paying attention. They just got you on this one. So now if you want to pay attention to it, you can. But this is why you stop paying attention because when you they it's Pavlovian. They came out, they lose, they go away. They come out, they lose, they go away. Zach, um, any other underrated? Yeah, nope, I only had that one name. All right, let's move on to... The best and worst feud slash angles of the year. I'll start. <laughs> Which one we gonna do first? We're gonna do the best feud of the year. Okay. <laughs> I'll say the worst is like I got like six or seven. Well, this is the one that I called out while it was happening over and over and over again. So I feel that it's only right that I call out LA Knight and Cameron Grimes in the million dollar feud. Wow, <laughs> Cameron Grimes was his. What I I know that I was saying. I that, did not see that coming. I I know that I, I said it the whole time. I was like, man, you can go back to the pods. No, I was like, I said it the whole time. If I'm gonna have a hard time keeping this off the beefers because I enjoyed the L.A. Night Cameron Grimes. I enjoyed the skits. The sketches on the golf course. You did. I loved it all. I, and I feel comfortable putting out the here first because I know that people are going to say some more serious ones. <laughs> but for a mid-card wow. NXT <laughs> feud, I'm going see that coming. LA Knight Cameron Grimes. Mm. Zach, I'll let you go next. I actually wrote that down specifically for you. <laughs> Thank you. That's my doubt. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that's really funny. Uh, he's saying, but anyway. <laughs> Come on, it was anyway. good, though. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm Come on. No, I'm giving you all the credit in the world. You stuck to your guns even when it was starting to happen. I was just going, yeah, 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 yeah. You stuck to it. You you gave him your B4. God Thank bless you, you for Thank it. You. I Thank am you. not mad at you. Thank you. Sorry, Two Beer. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, I have one uh, that I really like to talk about, but Jason might pick it, so I'm going to pick the one that everybody No, no, pick, 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 pick your number one. Pick your number one. Well, I, and this is my number one, too. There's one that okay, I want to talk about, but yeah, and uh, everybody expects me to pick this, but it's Adam Page and Omega. 
uh, it was just the best. Um, I think I picked the Adam Page saga as the best angle of the year last year. And it just goes to show not only the long-term nature of it, but just like the sheer quality of it. I mean, it was a pick for best promo of the year. Uh, the match was fantastic. Uh, the buildup to it was epic. Um, I mean, it was literally since the beginning of the company. It included a incredibly long tenure as amazing tag team champions with uh, Omega. And it, I mean, like, it's one for the history books. This thing, um, and it's still ongoing because Adam Page is still the AEW champion. But uh, as far as from the beginning of the promotion, all the way through, you know, that match, that full year, was just one long epic story, uh, kind of climaxing with Paige winning. And uh, that is some real deal intellectual shit that you can't convince uh, non-wrestling fans uh, how cool it is. Like, you can talk about it and describe it, uh, but they're not going to get it. Um, unless they are invested. And I was very invested in the storyline all year. So that's mine. No, you did actually uh, say Adam Page, and it's on my list. It was probably my number one. Um, No problem with that because 2021, obviously, is the culmination of the Adam Page storyline. I'm going to kind of piggyback on you with that but just a different name i'm going josh alexander from impact it's basically the same story obviously josh alexander like i said from last year he was part of my uh tag team uh, tag team of the year with the north when ethan page dies um once again this is the great part about going back from listening from last year's pod. I for totally forgot about how Ethan Page got his heart ripped out of his fucking chest last year and died on Impact TV. So that basically frees up Josh Alexander to go for the X Division title. He wins the X Division title. He has a great run with said X Division title and then cashes it in when Christian becomes the champion and basically... It's, I won't say title for title, but he cashes in his X Division championship to to give it up to win the uh, Impact World Championship. So the X Division title is obviously vacant at that point. Trey Miguel, spoiler alert, wins that X Division title. And then you have Josh Alexander moving on to beat Christian. Big emotional moment. This is basically a calendar year, give or take. I won't say calendar year. Let's just say nine months, 10 months tops. And then Moose comes in, wrecks havoc, and destroys the great moment, cashes in his opportunity to win the Impact title, and he wins it in front of you know Josh's wife, his son. It was a big-ass mess. But he cashed it in, so you can cash it in at any time, neither here nor there. It's the same angle, but just a different name. I'm going Josh Alexander for best angle of the year. Uh, any other runners up? Uh, yeah, the one that I mentioned that I thought that um, Jason might, and I want to leave it to him because uh, the uh, world of stardom 
I'm doing more than doing a little bit more than dipping my toe, which is what I've done in the past because I really like jersey wrestling. Uh, but I've just never really given it a time commitment. And I'm really starting to do that as I've kind of caught these shows uh, here and there, especially now that they have English commentary and allows you to get more invested in the characters outside of just the matches themselves, which is fun. But ultimately, it's the stories and the characters that really get us invested and get us coming back instead of just putting on a match for the sake of the match. But uh, Atami, Hayashida, uh, and Shuri... Uh, just amazing feud this year. Uh, just both have this very parallel kind of story, um, except uh, Tommy's quite a bit younger uh, than Sherry. Sherry's just, I love Sherry. I love, I love watching her wrestling. Tommy obviously has amazing potential. She was not even just potential. She's great. Like It's not even like she will be great. She is great, and she will be greater. Uh, but I think she's like 23 years old. Um Sure, he's closer to my age, but uh, they both held their individual titles for 409 days. Uh, World of Stardom for Tommy, SWA title for Shuri, and then they had a amazing match, which we'll talk about whenever we get to you know these best <laughs> matches of the year. But they had three Shut three up, great man. matches, three great matches, um, and just unbelievable. Um, if this was in American promotion, it's all we would be talking about. Well, uh, there, there's... You know, sorry, go ahead. No, that, that, that's pretty much the extent of it. Uh, if it had more exposure, if it was a larger promotion uh, that more people followed and it had easier access or was just on American television, it's something that we would be talking about um, week, you know, more like weekly, uh, but it is very niche as far as wrestling goes. Uh, but it was just phenomenal. There's lots of stuff to add here. I mean, Omega Page is the obvious one. Uh, I'll also add in uh, Punk Kingston really uh, tickled my fancy. I, I loved it a whole bunch. I, I pretty much like everything that Kingston does. In fact, you could probably put him in to the underrated wrestler, even though everybody loves him. But it, okay. All right. I, All right. I mean, no, I, no, that's, it's, it's that's underrated how much to you. I love him. It's underrated to you. Go ahead. Underrated to me, I mean, there's just lots of stuff you could put in here. Anything else? I have on my list uh, Seth versus Edge, um, Okada and o, and Jeff Cobb in the G1. Um, I should have. I really I, like the home invasion part of the Seth versus Edge. Yeah, uh, it, obviously joking, but that was <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm like, oh, we yeah, going that here? Com- that completely excludes it. You know, for me, I no, it, really like. I really like seeing inside of Edge's house. About <laughs> <laughs> saying you know that ain't Edge's that wasn't house. his house, man. That was a soundstage. <laughs> that was a soundstage at Universal Studios, right? Um, just off the radar, I have the uh, the Foundation versus LFI versus Violence Unlimited from uh, Ring of Honor. That was basically a, a three or four month feud they had going on in, in Ring of Honor. But I like the, uh, the the list of best feuds that we have going on. I, I should have had Shuri versus Utami on this, and I'm kind of disappointed in that. But I have them later, so it's all good. Worst feud of the year. <laughs> Worst feud slash angle. <laughs> Worst feud slash angle. Uh, Jesus Christ. I'll go first. I got like 10 <laughs> total. Oh, no. I went first on the last one. Go ahead, Jason. 
Give me your number one. If you got 10, give me your number one. My number one, and uh, damn, because I mean, there's one that I, I really, really have a personal hatred with, but then there's the other that someone kind of slammed me with on podcast air, so I'm going to stick with that. I'm not sure what the fascination with Eva Marie is or was or ever could be. She's a cute face. She's easy on the eyes. But if this is going to be a scenario where she's going to be something short term, then let's make it something that's going to be last, something that's going to put somebody over. If you're going to put Piper Niven in front of her, then Piper Niven needs to go over. If she doesn't, then why are we bringing Eva Marie back? If you're going to slam me on a podcast for an hour, hour and a half, saying that you're oh, right, saying that you're right, oh, then yeah, here's my chance to pass the beefer back to you, playboy, Mr. Bishop. Bishop t- takes podcasts wherever the fuck you at, okay? This Eva is Marie is no about. longer here, and now... Piper Nivet is not anywhere closer than where she should have been to begin with, but you're going to sit here and tell me that Eva Marie is a heat magnet and I'm the stupid person and I'm just a mark? Nah, God Playboy. Damn, this Here's the mark. Yes. Do not yes, cross I do. Jason Cornelius I always, do. I always hold a mark. I always hold a grudge. I'm a mark and I, love I hold it. a grudge in this scenario. I love it. Eva Marie slash Piper Niven, Call worst feud of the year. Period. I love that so much, Jason, that you You're feel welcome. that strongly. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you didn't know, your ass better call somebody. Uh, two beers, Zach. What do you guys, <laughs> the worst feud slash angle of the year? Uh, quick sidebar, Billy Gunn just uh, filed trademark for New Age Outlaws. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised WWE didn't do that shit like off the that, jump. That is surprising. Yeah, and it's just for merch. So, I mean, like, Road Dog can't get in a ring, but uh, Tony Khan's a total mark for nostalgia, so uh, I can totally see Road Dog coming out and doing that bit uh, just for, you know, a payday. He is up for grabs. Oh, a couple beefers with him. I keep forgetting to hit that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe bring Sean Waltman, um, Triple H, and John Michaels. Just had this is the beefer. No, you can't. You can't <laughs> two of these motherfuckers are under WWE can, contract. You can't just bring everybody, okay? Sean oh, Waltman, I check. Road Dog, check. Right. You know, do the uh, the quick, you know, sign and shit, you know, on camera and keep that shit moving along, man. You got paychecks. Zach, what's your worst feud slash angle of the year? Oh, man. I kind of had a hard time with this one because I tend to <laughs> block them out. I didn't. <laughs> Um, WWE, I got, I kind of scrunched that shit yeah, in. Yeah, there's the time. so much WWE <laughs> shit that sucks. Like, was Retribution yeah, will, this year? Like, I don't even know. Was it? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's not mine, but I mean, Retribution is terrible. I totally forgot about that. It's not on my list. In that's fact, horrible. you could have put, uh, you could have put yeah. Dijak on the underrated. But go ahead. Oh, you mean T Bar? <laughs> you better call that man by his name. Respect my retort tie. So um, I'll go with one that just pissed me off immediately and pretty much just makes me mad every week since then. Um, so I think this is a great candidate, and that is um, Becky turning heel, beating Bianca in five seconds, and then insisting 
and WWE insisting on continuing her being a heel, even though she just gets cheered every week. And then she has to like try to work the crowd into booing her. But it's all like through fake stuff saying stuff like, uh, you guys like didn't, uh, you guys weren't behind me. You guys are, uh, but like they literally cheer her. Out. They're all behind her. <laughs> it's just, it's baffling to me. Yeah. And the fact that they did Bianca so dirty with that, whenever she should be this up and coming star that she is. Um, I know there's, she's got time. And she's, you know, going to be back in this mix again come this season. But it was just real shitty that she beat her super quick. And then she just, like, kept beating her. Uh, it was just bad. Yeah, I mean, I that that was my actual uh, worst title change of the year. But I, I don't mind you uh, stepping on it because that was a terrible angle. My terrible angle of the year is... Alexa Bliss bleeding black out of her face <laughs> at WrestleMania, and Alexa Bliss, Forgot which they've a, apparently it's on my list. <laughs> they're apparently double doubling down on it. They're just doubling down on Alexa Bliss having this alternate persona where she is the scary person, which is the uh, I mean the nicest way I can say it. It's the wrong way to treat a superstar that looks like Alexa bliss. That's it's just, it's not, you're trying to make money. I mean, I don't know, but that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. It continues to be stupid. That makes me matter than the Becky and Bianca thing. I will take that. Uh, Jason, what are your runners up? In no particular order, I'm going ass backwards. Uh, Vincent versus uh, Matt Taven from ROH. Uh, New Japan, I have House of Torture. Uh, Impact is the lack of the women going over to the AEW side as the worst angle. If you're going to do an invasion angle, it should go both ways. AEW specifically, the exploiting barbed wire match, enough said. And then WWE, no particular order. Shane versus Braun at WrestleMania. A lot of people forgot about that. Uh, Roman Reigns and um, Finn Balor. When the uh, turn roker broke, the turn buckle broke. We never got even closure on that. What the fuck is going on? That was actually the... Um, the demon versus Roman Reigns, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know, the demon's gonna win. The demon's gonna win." And the the turnbroker broke at the top before he did the uh, to the the coup de gras, and then Roman Reigns won. So I'm thinking, okay, next week we're gonna see something that's gonna come up with this, and we didn't see anything. We shipped Finn Balor over the uh, Monday Night Raw. Enough said. Roman Reigns keeps moving on. Oh uh, yeah, what did happen with that? Exactly what happened with that. <laughs> what I'm talking about. WWE thinks they get away with shit. They don't get away with this. Piper that was and, you. Piper and Eva Marie to me was the slam dunk <laughs> because I'm being fucking petty. But that one is a huge fucking angle because it goes with Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns up to this point was the focal point of WWE. So if you're going to do that fuckery you need to explain that said fuckery the next week or the week after or the week after that. That Joker floats out there in the middle of the gray like nobody's business. They never talked about that since. Worst, one of the worst angles of the year. Do you have any other 
Uh, Zach? I had uh, Cody versus Anthony Agogo. We forget how terrible that was. I think that was really when Cody started getting booed. Um, He had that jingoistic promo, which I didn't really mind uh, because I thought it was intentionally over the top. But um, whatever they were trying to do with that did not work for anybody. Nobody liked that. Um, Orton versus The Fiend was... I mean, the dude set him on fire. And then, like... But he can just give him an RKO and pin him. <laughs> no, man, man, his boo-boo was bleeding. Who set who on fire, though? Who laid... Orton set um, the Fiend on fire. And then Orton RKO'd him later? Fiends disappears, yeah, and then like, that's when Alexa was fucking with Randy for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time. You know, it's lightning, or you know, I'm costing you this match, and it culminates at WrestleMania. You know what? I'm too pop up. We've always been too. We've always been too fucking nice to Bray Wyatt. Way too fucking nice. No, I called he's him got, over. That was my most overrated last year. I mean, he's got so many fucking cringeworthy, terrible shit that you know it's partly his idea. Just go be a wrestler, dude. You're you're welcome. I called this shit last Don't year. Don't fucking tell me you're welcome. No, I called this shit last year. <laughs> Zubir, back me up. Did I? There's not Bray Wyatt, my most overrated from last year. I believe okay? you. There's, Thank you. There's all sorts of things that you could bring up from WWE that are just terrible. That we might mention them in passing from week to week. We do 51, 50, 51 podcasts a year, right? So, 51. Uh, we skip the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Uh, all the time. And there might be other ones that we skip maybe no, we every once in a while. No, that's the only one. Unless there's a fucking holiday or something, man. Just you don't have to art. You don't have to fucking. It's the only it's one, like motherfucker. Talking, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like talking to my wife. <laughs> There's so many to forget, but the only <laughs> no, other no one, for you the only <laughs> other worst feud that's even on my radar is L.A. Knight Cameron Grimes, where they where they were, uh, you know, where he had to be his butler. I thought you liked that. Yeah, I did. I fucking loved it, but it was also fucking terrible. But that's how much I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> To beer, I, I'm so glad you just said that because the look on my face. I love wrestling. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here looking at him. I'm like, in my mental head, I'm like, did he just give that best feud of the year? And also you, the you, worst feud. And then you you That's said right, that, I love and it. I was just like, oh, thank God. That makes me feel so much better right now because I'm like, am I the dumbass in the room? Did I, I just heard him give him the flowers, the beefer, if you will, for best feud. So hey, wait, 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 the best hey, and the worst. Hey, hey, I loved it. Hey, Cameron. L.A., stay right here. <laughs> Here's the worst one as well. What, if you go back, if you, I just wanted to bring it up again. Uh, I say, don't go anywhere, man. We, we, you ain't got to move too far. That's crazy. Uh, if you go back and watch those golf segments, they will make you crack the fuck up. Okay, uh, let's go to turn of the year. I will go first. My favorite turn of the year is Dana Bryan. When he mentioned WrestleMania and immediately had the crowd turn on, <laughs> insane. Maybe the most, maybe the most genius uh, heel turn I've ever seen. That's all it took. 
That's all it took. I didn't gotta punch nobody. I just gotta say WWE. That's all you had to do. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> In the immortal words of Samuel Jackson, Negro, that's all you had to say. <laughs> Dang. That is my turn of the year. Zach, your turn of the year, please. I wrote two down. That was one of them. Uh, the other one was uh, the Young Bucks because, but also because they ended up being like some of the best heel shit. I've ever seen with the douchey rompers and the dyed hair and the the chain that goes from the ear to the nose and Cutler uh, being such a geek and everything about it and leading up to it, of course, it was phenomenal uh, because you know like oh like are they going to turn heel like Kenny turned heel to win the title but they were just like eh kind of on the fence and they're like good you know and then. Super kick Moxley to seal the deal and kind of make the the elite uh, one again. Uh, and you know, I just love their their work. Their their heel work is, uh, and I don't want them to go back face because they're such good douchebags. No guys there. Um, I'm gonna go off the radar again. Um, Stardom had a, a, I guess, a card before the big 12-29 card. Is the, the big card of the year where you had Shiri versus Utami, uh, basically all chips in the middle. The, I think it was the card before that. It was a Queen's Quest versus Odeo tie match. Um, captain's uh, match, basically. The, the loser of that match had to go to the winner's unit. So in this case, Momo Wanatambe was the captain of Queen's Quest and you had Starlight Kid as the captain of Odeo Tai. So in theory, if Queen's Quest won, Starlight Kid would have to go over to Queen's Quest to be a member of that. So in this match, Momo, if you watch Stardom, Momo Wanatambe is one of the linchpins of Stardom. She kind of basically built Queen's Quest to this point. And then midway through this match, she decides to flip heel and cracks uh, Azume over the top of the head with a steel chair. Things start to go left and she officially goes um, heel to Odeo time. I knew that, I'll just say it like this. I knew it was coming, but to see it like this, I thought the match was going to just be straight up where a loss was going to make Momo go over to Odeo Tai. To see it like this, to do it in this way, especially if you watch Stardom, Azume is essentially little sister to Momo's big sister. They've won... I shouldn't say they won tag league together, but they've been in tag league finals together. They're basically attached to the hip. To see this happen to where Momo hits Azumi on the top of the head with the steel chair, that to me was fairly impactful, something that nobody else really is going to really talk about. So I'm going to take Momo turns on Azumi as turn of the year. Of course, this is your time. Uh, what... Are there any honorable mention turns of the year? Shit, I'm lost my page. Where am I at? Man, you're. Sure I don't have any other. Very organized over there. I don't have any other either. 
Yo versus Show is the other one that kind of made, uh, unfortunately that was this year. Yeah, it was um, Wrestle Kingdom. It was even not even Wrestle Kingdom, but kind of on the build towards it was like in the middle of the year. Uh, Wrestle Grand Slam. So I think this is like June, July. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think they wrestled that Wrestle Grand Slam. Yeah. What's the scandal of the year? Jason, you go first. Hmm. I know where I know where you two beers going. So I'll throw something else out there that's that's kind of off the grid. A lot of people kind of shit on ROH, and we kind of talked about that beforehand. Impact is kind of the same way. To me, when I found out ROH was kind of going to close its doors, it kind of it kind of made me feel a certain kind of way. Not necessarily good or bad, but just, you know, the damn, you know. This is where a friend of mine, you know, Lee Hamilton, okay, the, the general, he he introduced me to ROH before ROH was a thing. The Daniel Bryans of the world was somebody that I didn't even know who he was until I had to stop and think about it. I was like, damn, this was somebody that he showed to me beforehand. The pure wrestling division. This is something that he showed me beforehand. For me, and I know there's going to be other, you know, easy slam dunk choices for me personally, and we kind of talked about this when it happened. ROH has a lot of fingerprints in a lot of different promotions, whether it's talent or how you book or otherwise. When ROH kind of closed its doors, they did it the right way. They went out with the bang of bangs with Final Battle, out, and I say that's one of their best pay-per-views that I've seen in the last two or three years. RH closing to me, not necessarily a scandal, but it was really disappointing to see. I'll go with that. Scandal of the year, ROH closing his doors. Two beer, what do you think? Uh, for me, it's just WWE firing, man. Like, uh, all of the cutting and especially just, like, the the hiring and then having people relocate and then just firing them immediately for, like, no reason. Um which is, like, completely indiscernible. Like, yeah, it's like they're not a charity, they're a business. Um, but at the same time, it's just, like, just have some, like, concept of optics, you know? I don't know. It's a, it's, they've, they've been doing a lot of shitty shit. Uh, so. uh, I believe it was this year. There was a lot of Me Too stuff that got swept under the rug this year that continues to get swept under the rug, be it... Uh, you know, Matt Riddle, Austin Theory. These are guys that have some real, uh, you know, credible allegations against them that uh, WWE, WWE takes some of this shit seriously and then some shit they don't take seriously. It seems like they take it more seriously uh, against guys that they don't really feel have a shot on the main roster. The other thing that I'll talk about as being the biggest scandal of the year. Uh, no, I feel I mean, like I expect you to say it. I expect I, you to say I, it. I don't think that I'm going to say what you think that I'm going to say. So what, 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 what is it? What no, is you it? go ahead. I was going to say uh, NXT getting pulled out from Triple H's uh, pulling out, 
I mean, NXT is something completely different now. It's not NXT anymore. It's kind of NXT, but that's not really a scandal. The other thing that I want to say that can't be put in any of our categories, honestly, um, but I feel like it needs to be mentioned. Worst feud angle, uh, worst title change of the year. I mean, Ibushi getting hurt in the championship of the G1 was the most disappointing moment of the year. That is not a scandal. That's not any of our categories, but I feel like it needs to be said on this podcast for posterity. If we go back and listen to these years later, that Ibushi hurting his shoulder during doing a uh, Phoenix splash, doing a Phoenix splash onto Okada during the G1 championship was certainly the most disappointing moment of the year. What do you think I was going to say? Tubir, do you have a an armor mention before I go? Uh, no. Okay, then I'm going to take up take down ROH. I'm going to put in Big Swole versus TK. I'm kind of surprised that nobody. Oh, it was this year. Fuck. Okay, never mind. We're good. That's why. I, that's why I didn't say it. Otherwise, I would have said it. Okay. All right. So that's the scandals of the year. Okay. So. We only have good ones going forward. Let's go with the best pay-per-view of the year. I'll go first. It's full gear. Full stop. <laughs> full stop. Come on, man. <laughs> we had MJF versus Darby Allen in 22 minutes. We had the Lucha Brothers versus FTR in 1836. Brian Danielson beat Miro by submission in 20 minutes. Uh, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express takes on the Super Click, which was aforementioned. Cody Rhodes and Pack versus Malachi Black and Andrade. Uh, Britt Baker versus Ty Conti. CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, the inner circle versus the men of the year and hangman Adam page versus Omega where hangman finally wins. That's the best pay-per-view of the year. What else is there? Zach, go ahead. Uh, I was bouncing back and forth between that and uh, all out. And I actually ended up settling on all out as being my number one, but, um, it's tough. Uh, but running down that card, for those who don't remember, uh, we had Miro beating Eddie Kingston for the to retain the TNT title. We had Moxley versus Kojima. It was a fun singles match. No stakes, but it was a fun match. Uh, we had Britt Baker uh, defeating Chris Batlander uh, for the AEW uh, women's title. We had that amazing steel cage match with the lucha brothers beating the young bucks for the championships also with the amazing entrance by the lucha brothers which was super cool uh we had the debut of ruby soho who then won the casino battle royale uh and then we had chris jericho beating mjf in a retirement match uh, if chris jericho was to lose cm punk in the ring for the first time in seven years uh beating darby allen uh, quick squash with Paul White and QT Marshall, and then we had Omega versus Christian in an absolutely beggar match. Uh, and then we had the uh, debuts of Brian Danielson and uh, Adam Cole. Har- hard to argue. It's hard to argue with that one. 
<laughs> also hard to argue with full gear. Tuber, you, totally. Who'd you take? All out. Yeah. You took all out. Yeah. I took full gear. Where are you taking? Mm. I really want to go Wrestle Kingdom 15, but I'll go off the grid. And we talked about this when it actually happened. I'm going to go with Crown Jewel from WWE. And nobody really wants to give Crown Jewel its credit because obviously it's in Saudi but they made this, literally made this like a WWE pay-per-view. Edge and, uh, I'm sorry, Edge and Seth was at Hell in the Cell to start the match or start the pay-per-view. You throw you threw in, I believe it was the triple threat, um, Becky and uh, Bianca Belair. I can't think who the third person was. Sounds like a killer. Okay, so you can <laughs> go ahead and look it up. That show was really good. I remember uh, that show being wrong. good. Yes. Okay, so if I'm going to go with that, something off the grid, I think we can all agree. I want to go with Wrestle Kingdom 15 because that just sounds like what I should say. Crown it, Jewel. It no, Crown Jewel to me, when I remember us talking about it, was like this sounds like a WrestleMania match or WrestleMania. Mass running, yeah, WrestleMania, WrestleMania card, card, yes, in a in a scenario that we don't want to talk about and we don't want to necessarily want to watch. But when you got Roman versus Brock, you're going to have to want to watch that shit. Unfortunately, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think Lashley and Goldberg was on the the flip side of that. You want me to run down the card? I got it right here, please, and thank you. Uh, Edge beat Seth Rollins and Hell in a Cell. Mansoor beat Mustafa Ali. RK Bro uh, retained the titles against AJ and Omos. Uh, Zelina Vega defeated Dewdrop in a five and a half star classic. Uh, Goldberg <laughs> defeated Bobby Lashley. He's heating up! In a no holds barred Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, Xavier Woods beat Finn Balor for the King of the Ring final. Uh, Big E beat Drew McIntyre to retain the title. Becky Lynch beat Bianca Belair and Sasha to retain the title. And Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar to retain the title. All right. What else are we missing? We're missing Wrestle Kingdom 15. Um, we're missing uh, Sakura Genesis. Good call. Good call. I, I, I wouldn't even... Which you, was, actually, you actually did something there. That's nice. Which was badass. That's uh, incredible. It'll get brought up a little bit later, I think. Slammiversary, uh, if you want to throw Impact in there, I think that's something that's off the radar. But, yeah, we can go with that as well. All right, we got four categories left. Got a couple beefers with them. I said we have four categories left. This is the beefer. T- I'm sorry. I haven't been doing this enough, man. Uh, I got five. So... One, two, three, four. We got best five. and worst title change. We haven't done worst uh, title change. It's six. There you go. Either. Oh, the best title change for me was Adam Page. Adam Page beating Kenny Omega. That was the best title change. That was uh, the culmination of something that had taken a long time to happen, and it felt right when it happened and it felt like they did it at the right time that is my title change of the year jason go ahead to i'll let you go first i, w- I, I want to see what you got 
Uh, that was 100% my, my A number one. Um, but I will, um, also go along with, uh, Abushi beating Naito, Wrestle King of 15 for both belts because that story of Abushi just being like a contract player and just bouncing around and never signing. And then he finally signs with, uh, a lifetime contract with New Japan and he wins, uh, both belts in the Tokyo Dome. Uh, just a beautiful thing. A great match. Uh, but the moment was even better. Jason, what do you got? This is where stardom starts to creep into this. Shuri versus Utami. It was a three match, basically three matches, but it went a calendar year. Shuri wins the uh, five-star tournament to get to this match where we now have the basically all chips in the middle. It's, you know, both tiles in the middle. It's no DQ. It's no time limit. We're just going to go until somebody wins. That to me was title change of the year. You took a whole year to build this match up to this point and the match delivered. Uh, Worst title change of the year. That was the other one that I had written down. uh, Any other other title changes of the year? Best title changes, honorable mention. I mean, I'm, that was all three of mine. I've been such a this. This is less the title change and more that I like. They put it on the man. I'm a big Apollo Cruz guy, and I think that he could be pushed more. And I liked it when he had mm. the Intercontinental Belt for a while. Really? I also like Big E a lot, and I think that putting the title on Big E was something that we've been calling for probably since the beginning of the podcast, yeah. and we've been talking about how he should be a singles competitor. And I like that they put it on Big E. So, I mean, it, as, it hasn't I, gone so well, though. It's honorable mentions, though. I mean, okay, those would be my honorable That's mentions. Fair. That's fair. I got um, Lashley Miz because just because it feels like that was the. Wait a minute. You roll your eyes at me saying Apollo Crews and Big E, but you're going to have Lashley on there? The guy's already been champion of ECW. Okay. To okay. be this champion to lead into WrestleMania, go ahead. I think it's a little something different. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Motherfucker. <laughs> Josh Alexander beating Christian. That leads yeah. into the moose turn. Yeah, whatever. Best of two on my list. Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay taking the title, of course, should be on this list as well. Anything else, Zach? Nah. All right. Uh, worst title change of the year. There's there's always one that just sticks out in this, right? There's always one. There was when Kevin Owens lost to Goldberg. You said the one I, th- I was already going to say, so I have a backup just in case. Well, uh, Zach already called this one out as the worst angle of the year, but the worst title change for me was Bianca Belair losing to Becky and. 20 seconds or whatever it was at SummerSlam. I was watching this live with a newborn baby at home and I was fucking furious at the television with my wife on drugs. My wife was next to me after having major surgery (laughs) and I was just... The baby's like, this is what I signed up for? The baby was... was Oh, no, she was actually sitting... She was sitting with me. That's right. I was furious about this. Uh, but I would say it's the Becky Lynch over Bianca Belair. Zach? 
Uh, that's the one that I had runner up for me. Uh, and I know that it was just like a transitional thing, but, um, just because we had, yeah, the Miz, um, because it also let up like our worst angle of the year. It was almost unanimously last year. It was like money in the bank. Uh, because of just what a shit show it was. Like, they gave it to Otis, and they obviously didn't want him to win the title or even have the thing, so then they, like, had him lose it to Miz. Honestly, if they gave it, it to Otis right now, I'd be way better with it. <laughs> well, At least like, they're presenting him as a badass now instead of a goofball. Miz is, I mean, like, he lost, he, he cashed in and then lost, and then they gave it back to him, and then he cashed in and then he won. And then it was just there for a week. It was just like this nothing bullshit. Um, and it also made him that two-time Grand Slam. And we have to hear that in promos for the next 30 years. Uh, and, his, and his Hall of Fame speech as well. You know what would be great? Yeah. You know what would be a great match is the Miz versus Darby Allen. They call it the Bill Zack Mania. <laughs> <laughs> just my guy versus his guy. I, I, don't, understand. I don't understand why Zack hates him they so fight much. They fighting <laughs> Um, we doing worst title change. Um, I really loved me some hurt business. I thought they were a nice little, not even necessarily you know sidekick, but just a nice complimentary piece to Bobby Lashley. Next thing you know, they lose to New Day. Who then cost it up to almost and AJ. We're going to go back to the first one for 30 seconds. That loss, Hurt Business losing to New Day, makes it easier to cough it up to AJ and almost. Let's not even get. The Hurt Business is probably the one that hurts me the most when it comes to. Worst angle of the year. Lashley, Cedric, and Shelton were on a little nice little roll until they decided that we had to bring in Drew McIntyre and start fucking shit up. Okay. It's kind of a scenario where you don't have to fix it unless it's really broken. This was really doing very well until they decided to put the her business underneath the bus. Can I? Can I throw something out there? Please. That I haven't seen anybody say yet, but Monday night, Bobby Lashley beat up the Hurt Business. Now, Shelton Benjamin has a history with Brock Lesnar, right? Yes. University of Minnesota. What if Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander defect over to Brock Lesnar? And then we have Brock, Shelton, and Cedric versus the Bloodline. Up until WrestleMania, which leads to Reigns versus Lesnar. You would think that would make sense, right? Makes lots of sense, right? Guess Don't what? Don't you think that Shelton That's your and- first problem. <laughs> That's my dog. <laughs> That's my dog. All it, right. it actually made sense, and we just booked that within 30 seconds. And guess what? I don't think, anybody's ever, I don't think anybody said that yet. That makes sense, though, right? Yeah. It they, makes a lot of sense. Oh, I just hit on the fucking... It it, it 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 connects all the dots. It gives you kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. And then with Brock and Shelton Benjamin going to the University of Michigan, 
Easy speezy. Four categories left. Four categories left. Women's match of the year. I know mine. Pretty pretty easy for yeah. overall, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say, I'll mean, go first. I'll go, go first. Ahead. Yeah, please. I'll go first. Let's get it out the way. This is where stardom starts to make their little nice natural relation into this bad boy. Shuri versus Utami, the second match. And I finally had to be convinced that this was the match that was the better match. The final match is where Shuri actually wins this. The second match, I'm sorry, the first match, I believe, is the continuation. They went to 30 minutes. They extended to 30 minutes. It basically ended up being to both people being knocked out, and that's where the match ends. That When I first saw it, I'm just so used to seeing something that is that has some finality to it. Somebody wins, somebody loses. When you get to this point where this goes over a course of a year, this makes storyline sense. I will, as much as I hated it, I hated it at this point. I'm going with Shiri versus Utami draw. I'm not sure whenever the date was, but everybody talks about it. And I hate, I had to be converted over to this bad boy. I'm going with Shuri versus Utami as a draw. It went into like extra time and it still ended up to the draw. Both women get knocked out. Nobody can make the 10 count and it ends in said draw and it extends on over. I'm going Shuri versus Utami. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that, that, that was mine. Uh, I mean, uh, last year, uh, Shuri and Julia Tokyo Dream Cinderella was was mine and then uh this year it's this match i didn't mind the draw i actually loved it um I'm, i know but damn it i want to i want to see my girl you know take some you know take a little action you know win this title but ultimately it all works itself out in the end totally i uh i just don't mind draws as much now if they're like completely overdone but um i mean they tend to do them more often in japan um than they do uh here in the states but uh this match was just over the top good it's for free on youtube uh, like they posted it on YouTube, like it's not like you're not doing anything bad. Like you're not, um, <laughs> you know, you, you, it's fine. It's like they're 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 like you're supporting the company by watching it. It's 55 minutes, um, including entrances and afterwards. And there's like a brief interstitial because they just kick the shit out of each other for a half an hour. The match is 55 minutes. From uh, the match is probably like 35 40. 30. Yeah, there's a 30-minute period where they kick the shit out of each other, and they're still fighting when the bell rings, and they both basically just, like, beg for more time, so they give them more time, and then they fight for, um, I don't know, seven Ten minutes tops. I was going to say ten minutes tops. 30 minutes in stardom is the 60-minute time limit everywhere else. So after they went that 30 minutes. It's all bigotry of low expectations. After they went through that 30 minutes, they both were like, no, nah, we like how Wimbledon done. is still three sets for women, but five sets for men. Kind of, sort of. This is the kind of shit that you support? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this um, motherfucker but, here. But yeah, uh, the, uh, different, and I'll take the same pick as Jason so that we have, you know, some, uh, uh, diversity here. Um, I will go with another Sherry match that I saw this year uh, that I absolutely loved, which was um, the finals of the Grand Prix. 
uh, Shuri versus Momo Watanabe. So this is how Shuri gets to um, get to um, the Dream Queendom uh, and her opportunity to win the World of Stardom Championship. Um, and this is like, this is quick. Like, if you can find it, um, it's like, it might be less than 10 minutes, but it's just balls to the wall. And they are literally kicking the shit out of each other. Like crazy kicks. Like make sure he kicks Momo like right in the face uh, at one point. And it was awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, Joshi wrestling stardom is worth the money. Um, man, it, it's great. I'll be honest. Uh, I did not expect this much stardom talk. In this year's beefers, uh, I watch for me, a, yeah. I, I watch, this one, he's got my fucking um. Well, he's got my code, my <laughs> the whole shebang. He's well, been watching that shit. With I went a lot. Unbeknownst I, to me, I watch a lot of wrestling, like a ton, like more than ninety nine. More than ninety nine point five percentile of the people on the planet. Ninety nine point nine percentile. And have you guys lives. have managed to talk about a ton of wrestling on this podcast that I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. You guys oh, I'm are starting to watch Noah now. You really going to have a problem here a little bit. My, you guys are <laughs> stealing my podcast right out from under me. This is my podcast, right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You're going to be talking about the GWC title. Like, oh, yeah, I love that. You motherfuckers! <laughs> Cut it out! Noah's the shit, dog. Well, I'm mean, just saying. I'm throwing it out there for 2022. Noah's the shit. All right. Well, my women's match of the year is Dewdrop versus Eve. <laughs> October, October 21st raw <laughs> no my women's match of the year and I think it was this year was Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker yes sir yes sir and the hardcore the latter match I mean that, that was the one that was kind of blew everybody away yeah that main evented a dynamite and was absolutely spectacular Thunder Rosa should be as uh Big as Britt Baker. I think Britt Baker is a little bit bigger now because she might be a little bit more marketable. That might have something to do with the face paint. I'm looking at you, Darby Allen. I'm looking at you, Sting. Man, Maybe bro, take that, that face Instagram paint off. saying something a little different, you know. How at your boy, Thunder Rosa. I don't give a fuck what Instagram says, man. I'm 42 years old. Uh, so that's going to be that, that's gonna be mine. Uh, anything that the wheels are falling off now after that last shot of Absolute that I just took. Okay. Um, any other women's matches that you guys want to bring up? Uh, Anything else I haven't heard of? Bianca Sasha. I, I had that on my list. Bianca Sasha at WrestleMania should have been on my list. Yes. Um, I have Deanna De- versus uh, Mickey James. Uh, Roxy versus Miranda Alizé from ROH is, once again, off the radar. But, yeah, those are the, the, the honorable matches on my list. Zach? Um. Um, except for ones that you guys have already mentioned, the only other one I have is Pat Fury versus Atami 3 from uh, Dream Queendom, which was like December 29th. I actually just watched it today because I was like, all right, I have to decide. Uh, I, had, I, had, I knew who won and I had heard um, some people like it better, some people didn't like it as much, and I'm like, I need to decide. And I also, this is the beefers, I got to figure it out. So I <laughs> That's it. what like, I'm saying. Look. Yeah. Let's just make sure we did. And for the record, we're doing it a week early than we did it last year. Female wrestler of the year. 
Let me guess. Uh, I've written down Utami, 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 Utami. No, Utami. no. Let me guess. No. Eva Marie. No. Yeah, that, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Shuri on this one. Um, it's hard for me to go away with Shuri on this when she wins a tournament to get to the title. To win the title, she's held the... SWA title, basically the Intercontinental Championship, and she's part of the Tag Team Champions, the guises of stardom. It's it's hard for me. To, Utami has ran the table as a world heavyweight champion. Eight, nine defenses. I'm not sure what it is, but if you want to go with resume versus resume, it's hard for me to go away with someone that has three titles. I won the tournament, and then I beat the champion to get the third title. I'm going with Shuri as Women's Wrestler of the Year. Zach, who you got? Uh, I will go with Britt Baker. Um, just because the kind of level that she's at, the exposure... Um, yeah, Shuri was my top pick because of match quality. And I mean, just like, just phenomenal matches and also the story for getting there and like Jason said, just being so dominant. And I mean, she's a real joy to watch. Uh, she's like a shooter, uh, almost like her movement is spectacular. Uh, but, um, uh, Britt Baker, um, after that, just because it's her division and she's really coming to her own as a character. And I mean, she's an, a legit ratings draw. People tune in for Britt Baker. Um, she is a professional wrestling superstar and a homegrown talent because, I mean, you think about that first press conference that they did. Um, they brought in, you know, Jericho. They brought in Dr. Britt Baker. And she was just this pretty face who was a dentist and also a wrestler. And you're like, okay, like, I'm, I'm like, cool, you know, like, whatever, like, not exciting or anything. And then, you know, she's doing the face thing, and then she does the little turn, and she really just got very comfortable. She obviously works hard at improving in the ring, besides being a full-time dentist also, which is bonkers. But um, she is a highlight of every show, whether she's wrestling or just in a uh, promo feature or whatever. Um, she's, she's owning it. Like, she's murdering it. And uh, now they're going fully on screen with her and Adam Cole, baby. I know that's 2022, but uh, that was that was a really fun uh, segment to open up the show uh, last night. So Britt Baker, it is. Uh, Britt Baker would have been my first choice. Uh, it has not been a good year for WWE women's wrestlers, and uh, they generally have a very deep pool of talent, but they have not done them any favors because it, I mean, you can really pinpoint it to one moment. If you ask me, and it's when Becky Lynch took it off Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair. So my instinct is to give it to Bianca Belair, but that's, I, I don't want to give her a pity vote, but I'm going to give it to Bianca Belair anyway, just because I think that she has, <laughs> Damn! Well, really? it's, it, it's not a pity vote. I mean, it, it is, shouldn't be a pity vote. She is. She has been the best thing about women's WWE wrestling. Yeah, 
up until Becky came around. Yeah, but she's still doing her part. Like, she is still a team player. She's still... She might not be winning championships, but she's still out there every week doing her things, spinning her hair, doing everything. I, I think that... I've been on the Bianca Belair train for a long time, too. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I just think that the last three or four months, I'm sorry, SummerSlam was like, you know. Listen, we're working up to Becky versus Bianca at WrestleMania. Agreed. No matter what. Agreed. And Bianca's going to take it off of her. I wouldn't like to think so. Probably. Okay. Listen, farts different in the morning. Okay, so then, you know, all bets are off. (laughs) Now, that being said, let's not knock Bianca Belair for her accomplishments for 2021. That wasn't me knocking her. If you want to, if you want to say it's Bianca Belair, here's a good, a little synopsis a resume. She won the Royal Rumble. She beat uh, yeah, Sasha I Banks. I wasn't knocking her. But okay, I'm just saying, if you want to say is if Bianca Belair, I have her on my list. Of course you do. She's she fucking rules. Okay, so let's not. Let's not sit up here and say that it's a a bad thing that she's had a bad back of the year because Becky Lynch is coming back I, around. I, I just think she's been poorly booked. I, I don't think it's her fault. No, by no stretch. It's Becky's back. Becky, I, listen. I would I would have given Becky it. To, was, uh, I would have given it to Britt Baker. But Zach took it, and we're no. all we're all taking one. We all decided that. Okay, whatever. This is the beefer. And yeah, brought <laughs> a couple beefers with him. This and is the beefer. On my list, I have in no particular order because it's. Hey, hey, why is Jason fucked up? This is the beefer. Like, how fucked up is he? Brought a couple beefers with him. <laughs> Holy shit! Bianca, Britt, Diana Perazzo. Okay. Utami and Suri are like it's my f- top five, and that from that point you can do whatever you want to do with them. But that are is my list of we got two whatever we got two beavers left. <laughs> <laughs> this is the beaver. This is the beaver. Okay, so we got two beavers left. Two beavers. This is the male wrestler of the year. <laughs> I know sorry, my. I know mine. I got mine. Timber, go ahead and start. Uh, for me, there is one guy, um, and I mean, I have other guys listed, but he's gonna uh, really, it. he's uh, gonna take it. God damn it, he's gonna take it. Who you got? Uh, oh, hi, guy. Kenny Omega, the belt collector. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Bayford. He crossed promotions. He. He had world heavyweight championships in, in, in different countries and different promotions all at the same time, all working together in a, in a storyline. And he was also part of my feud of the year. Um, I mean, he was doing great work. It was Kenny Omega. And he was injured like shit. And he was putting on five-star matches, injured. Like crazy. Ding, 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 ding. Sergio gets a square. Kenny Omega, would, no, Kenny Omega rules. No, no, no. No doubt. No, no doubt. Kenny, a, Kenny Omega rules. Yes. B, I love the fact that we're talking about Kenny Omega after he's been long gone, getting shoulder surgery, doing with um, it's the wrong vertigo, answer, the whole shebang. It's no, the man. wrong answer. 
I'm not saying it's the wrong answer. It is the wrong answer. There's a right. I answer. have my right answer. What's do your you right want answer? to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Go ahead, go first. To me, there is not a wrong answer or right answer, but this is my answer. If somebody is going across the board and not losing the title, starting starting 2021 as a champion and not losing the title as the champion, I think it's 10 wins as champ. To me, this is easy. It's not even easy, but Josh it was, yeah, no, Josh Alexander should be in this, in this mix. For me, this is kind of easy. This is Roman Reigns. I hate to say, I hate to dismiss. That's the word I want to go with Kenny Omega. If he would go the rest of the 2021 year and give us a little more something, he was good for that first half. Roman has, I mean, if you just want to be a numbers guy, let's be a numbers guy. He started the year as champion. He ends the year as champion. He's undefeated as champ. It can't be any easier than that. He elevated Jay Uso. Nobody knew who Jay Uso was. I'm not sure who if we know who Jay Uso is right now. Actually, uh, Bill could probably tell Jimmy <laughs> apart better than he can the Young Bucks at this point. I can. I I, 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 I actually can. Point. I actually can. That's how I'm much dead. Roman Reigns. That's like that's how much Roman Reigns made him. I know who Jay Uso is. He's the one with the side cut. Mm, look at you. I think I know the Jacksons after the other night too. After they start cutting promos. Oh my god, twenty twenty two. I can't year. believe that Roman Reigns. Was, I can't believe that Roman Reigns was your wrestler of the year. That is, that is. Uh, that surprises me. Uh, mine is Daniel Bryan. It's Daniel Bryan, and it's Daniel Bryan, and it's Daniel Bryan, and it'll be Daniel Bryan until Daniel Bryan Daniel is Bryan not Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. He's on my list. Bryan Danielson. A, there you go. That's there funny. Go. That's funny. Uh, Daniel Bryan slash Bryan Danielson. Headline WrestleMania. Came to AEW. Had a a draw with Kenny Omega. Had a couple of the best matches of the year. A sweet little heel turn. A sweet little heel turn. And he is still pissed off. He is still at Daniel Bryan. Okay, the man is still the best wrestler in the world. Look. I'm not going to disagree. Daniel Bryan. I'm not going to. And also cuts the best promos. He cuts better promos. Anybody else that you want to say is best wrestler of the year, that's fine. Roman Reigns, fucking Kenny Omega, fucking Josh Alexander, fucking (laughs) anybody, anybody that you want to say is the best wrestler in the world, they're all great in ring. They don't cut promos like Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan, I have Facebook evidence from 2009 where I'm at I'm up at 4 a.m. saying Daniel Bryan has the best matches and Daniel Bryan still has the best matches. Daniel Bryan, my men's wrestler of the year. To be who you got. Uh for runners up, I had uh, Shingo and uh Osprey in that order cuz Osprey was out for a good amount of time, but while he was there, he was very impactful. 
putting on amazing matches. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I didn't even have Roman on my list, uh, but I totally understand that. Uh, what? I mean, I didn't How either. You have somebody? Okay, it was Daniel Bryan and Takagi. How you gonna have somebody that hasn't lost? For a calendar No, year. I mean, you're right. I should have had him on there. But for it, a calendar to, year. To me, it was Daniel Bryan. Like, Look, it, was such a, it was such a no-brainer. Look, if you, if you want to dunk on it, that's I'm your not, business. I'm not dunking on it. I'm saying, I'm saying Daniel Bryan was in WrestleMania. And, and I have no problem with that. in the same year. WWE in the same year. It's no problem with that. It's a no-brainer. No problem with that. To not have that man him. on the list is not having Aaron Rodgers on your uh, MVP list. What'd you say, Zach? I don't get that reference, but <laughs> I, again, I, this is, this is, I'll go one further. It'll probably make it even matter. I had him on there, and I took him off. Oh, my God. Who? Rain, yeah. Because yeah. it's it's funny because you're you, you know all of this is fake, but I put them on there and I'm just like that's all they have. But it's it's, even like it's, it's, a, it's wrestler of the year. It's it's a combination of the stick and the ring, right? So the stick and the ring, it's got to be Daniel Bryan or Omega. It has to be. Wow, we live in America, man. You, like. Like Roman Reigns didn't step up to the plate. We live in America. Like Roman Reigns didn't step up to the plate. I'm a Roman Reigns fan. I just um, yeah, like they don't have anybody else, and he's doing really good work. No, and I, he is the top guy in the whole company. I'm not. I'm not, okay, I'm, not okay. mad, I'm not mad at the pick, Jason. I'm not. I'm really not. not I'm not. not I'm not mad at the pick. It's just he wouldn't be my pick. Unreal. This is the whole reason I watch WWE. Period. Roman Reigns. Oh, really? That's, yeah. the, only, that's the only reason you yeah, watch? Yeah, right now. Not because you wouldn't watch anyway, no matter what happened. At this point... What? If Otis had the belt, you would still wouldn't watch? Nope. You would stop watching? I'm stop watching you'd right come now. You'd come home and watch Parks and Rec? I didn't watch WWE <laughs> NXT. You know, I didn't watch Raw. I'm probably not going to watch SmackDown. We have one more category left, guys. <laughs> one more category it'd left. It'd be great if uh, Otis didn't win the belt. This <laughs> <laughs> had, had like some like weird technology that like immediately as soon as he won the belt, it just grew his hair back <laughs> on camera. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Marked out part two. Um, oh, um, match of the year. Men's match of the year. Go ahead, Tubier. I'll say, I, I really want to know where you're going with this one because there's so much to go with. Oh, so many. You uh, guys yes. want to know how many matches I have written down? <laughs> oh, there's only. I have six. There's only one answer. There's only one no, answer. There's, tw- there's, tw- there's 20 of answers. Yes. Uh, there's one. Yes, I there's have plenty of answers. Written down. What's your answer? I have 15 written down. <laughs> Got bouncing around. God damn, how many, you, just like, you just went from three to six to fifteen. How many you have written down? I have fifteen written down for this. It's the most I have written down for anything. Um, That's great. That makes me but, feel better. I got six. <laughs> so, but go with. Um, Wait, hold on. Can I go first? Then yes, please. <laughs> yes, <you have> sixteen. Because <laughs> I don't have any other to back it up. 
about that? It's Shingo Osprey. <laughs> Shingo Osprey, Genesis Sakura, right? It's it's a very good. That's match. the best match of the year, right? It's a very good match. It sets shit that's up. The one that I had at the top. You had it at the top, Zach. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I ended up like deciding on. The, I mean, that's that was my favorite. I just rewatched it uh, the other night when I came home and my wife fell asleep, and I was like, eh, "You know what? I'm going to go back and <laughs> watch this." And Oops. It's How inc- that happened? It's incredible. The only reason that it's not number two is because Osprey Okada happened in January. Well, there was, you're talking about the one that's on Taku because they also wrestled the Japan Cup. Oh, sorry. Sorry. They're both, amazing. Sorry. They're both yeah. amazing matches. Sorry. Yes. It's the one that happened at Don Taku. Because they were both awesome. I mean, you could be of talking course. about either one of them. But, of course. Yeah. The one that happened in April was the one I watched, the one that I liked the, more, the most. I'll go next. Please. As much as we don't give WWE its flowers, it's that time. Do drop. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dragon Off versus fucking Walter Part Duh was nasty. Okay. That to me is a match of the year candidate and it is my match of the year candidate. There's no really reason for especially Walter. Walter to me is like a a prototypical WWE guy. Okay. When you have Dragonoff in front of him, it feels like especially right now when the old black and gold is getting kind of swept out out the box, and you have Ilya Dragunov still as your NXT UK champion. Staying toe to toe against Walter ain't easy to begin with. When you do it for 30, 35, 40 minutes, it makes it even harder. That to me is the one that I'm surprised that nobody else has said, but I'll take it. Dragging off Walter part duel men's match all year. I thought that was last year. Uh, Zach. Uh, it actually was. The first one was last year where Walter won. And it was actually the second one is where yeah. Dragon off won. That match fucking ruled. Right. Forgot about that match. That match fucking ruled. Uh, Zach, what do you got? Uh, well, uh, those are both. On my list, obviously. Good. <laughs> and yes. Uh, in that case, I'll just go with uh, Page versus Omega. Got a couple um, beefers with them. A couple of uh, real deal storylines here. Uh, just like the the icing on the cake, the the chef's kiss for this match was the young bucks coming down, seemingly to interfere, but then just giving a nod of understanding. To hang me and Adam Page, just, just un—that's you, player. Unreal. You just cannot even. Again, you just can't even like describe this. If I try to like tell some like work friends while we're at a dinner, why I like, <laughs> so I just can't do it. And then like they'll go home and tell their wives. They'll be like, "He said this shit to me at a dinner." And then, like, yeah, anyway. <laughs> 
Okay. Hey, guys. I brought a couple beefers with him. This is the beefer. Any other? Uh, I mean, Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega has to be on the list. Daniel Bryan, Hangman Page, one has to be on the list. Shingo Ishii on night three of G1 has to be on the list. That was night one, actually. That was night one. Oh, that was night one? It was opening night. It was uh, that was like my third one that I had written down because I'm such a Shingo Mark, well, and an Ishii Mark, but yeah. Maybe I mixed up because that was my third favorite, but it was on night one. But anyway, that match fucking ruled. Um, Shingo, Zack Saber Jr. was only oh, yeah, yeah, was on like night seven, I think. Of Dude, four of the ones that I had written down were from Wrestle Kingdom fifteen. Like, Abushi White on night two, whenever Abushi won the title. Uh, Okada Osprey night one. Abushi Naito, night one. And uh, Shingo Jeff Cobb, night two. Like four Yes, Shingo Cobb, night two of Wrestle Kingdom is something else I've gone all, back to and watched. All matches I don't even have on my list. But, yeah, Shingo Cobb Night 2, which would have been uh, on January the 4th, also fucking ruled. Uh, There are tons of stuff. You know what I should start doing is just writing it down throughout the year. Yeah, I I was going to say, I want to try to get a a notebook. Say it again, Two Beer. He said New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution. I mean, look, I I ain't going to lie to myself. I'll just say this. The one that is probably not on this list and once again off the radar, Josh Alexander versus TJP in a um was it Iron Man match? It went into the Iron past the six minutes and then into You already have impact. your bona fides, dude. You already have your Look, man, back up. Hipster bona fides. Back up, man. You need more hipster bona fides? I'm not gonna tag him, so I'm just wanna say it to be saying it. Okay, this was a good match. <laughs> no, seriously, all bullshit aside, it was a good ass match. And then to, uh, it went into extra time. So if you're a soccer fan, that's your extra time type of shit. Josh Alexander is going to be one of those guys in 2022. I'll go that far if we want to go start going with New Year's resolutions of who's going to be that guy in 2022. I'll go Josh Alexander. He is set up to do some serious damage. If you want to do I'll go. A, a forbidden door between one corporation or the other, I'll go Josh Alexander. I got a guy to keep an eye on. Go ahead. Brian Danielson. You should. You should keep an eye on him. <laughs> this is the beefer. Brought a couple beefers with him. Um you know what, guys? This is always fun. It's uh, it's our fourth beefers, which we should be proud of. I say it alive for four beefers. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say it out loud. What shouldn't you say out loud? Brought a couple beefers with them. This is the beefer. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should find this guy. Can we find this guy and bring him into St. Louis? That's just to say okay. this is the beefers every single time. Okay. <laughs> It's like 2022. This is the beefer. Brought a couple beefers with him. God bless this dude. <laughs> I love. I'm, when I went to Florida State, and it's the only time, only time I like to talk about like going down south. 
I love the fact that it was more like I'll go down south all the time, man. Yeah, well, that too, but slow down. <laughs> I love the fact that they were so nice, so genuine. Oh, Jason, how are you doing? I love who Southerners. Yeah, for sure. Way more than Midwesterners. Yeah, right before they hang you. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a movie? <laughs> you ever seen Mississippi <laughs> Burning? I was getting ready to say Mississippi Burning. You ain't shit. <laughs> Rabbit fever. Terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that to end the, end the podcast. No, yeah, that was a great way to end the podcast. Hey, for Jason Cornelius Bell, for Jack. Two Beers, Zach Bowman, for Jack. Vice, for Tenderbrough Hole, for my wife letting me get out of the house. Check. Your baby for my kids, for Zach's kids. We can't leave Zach kids, Zach's kids out of it. Triple check. <laughs> hey guys, everybody support your local restaurant, support check. your local weed dealer. Check. Black Lives Matter, and check. never forget to boo the heels. Boo! Beepers, bitch.